Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is This Day We Sailed On. And we're going to go straight into it, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, verse 11. And it says this, I returned, I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favour to men of skill, but time and chance happens to them all. And I want to put alongside that a scripture from the New Testament, from Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Now, last week, as I was surfing the net, now I, I don't surf, child of the 50s and all that. But I came across this excerpt, some excerpts from a book called The Diary of Christopher Columbus, Columbus's first voyage to America. And it was written by a guy called Bartolome de la Casas. And he's a 16th century historian, landowner, and social reformer. And it's an interesting account of the journey of Columbus's three ships, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. And it's an interesting account of the journey which started from Spain to what Columbus thought was going to be the Indies, which turned out, in fact, to be modern-day Haiti in the West Indies. And the first entry in his journal was made on the day of his departure. Now, I want to, to read a few excerpts from this book to give you a flavour of what we're talking about. And it says this in the first one. We departed Friday the 3rd day of August of the year 1492 from the Bar of Soltes at the 8th hour. We went south with a strong breeze 60 miles, which is 15 leagues until sunset. Monday the 6th of August, the rudder of the pinter broke and the men began to quarrel and argue. Finally, we made between day and night 29 leagues, but on this day we sailed on. Friday, September the 7th, all of Friday until the third hour of night, we were very light winds, we were in very light winds. Not much happened, but on this day we sailed on. Saturday, September the 8th, we took much water over the bow, which hindered the way, and we made that night and day only nine leagues. But on this day, we sailed on. Thursday, September the 13th, that day and night going on our course, which was west, we made 53 leagues. The currents were against us, but on this day, we sailed on. Friday, September the 21st, the day was mostly calm and later some wind. We made not more than 13 leagues, some of it on course and some not. But on this day, we sailed on. And the last one I want to read to you is this. From Wednesday, September the 26th, we thought we saw land. We spent the entire day sailing towards it, only to discover that it was sky. But on this day, we sailed on. Now, the thing that intrigues me the most about the diary of Christopher Columbus is this, that no matter what the day brought, 
At the end of practically each entry in his journal was these words. But on this day, we sailed on. Some days nothing happened. It was uneventful, probably boring. But on this day, we sailed on. Some days the crew turned on each other and questioned the mission. But on this day, we sailed on. Some days the sea was calm and peaceful. But on this day, we sailed on. Some days the storm arose and we took on water on board. But on this day, we sailed on. In fact, there were many days when the only journal entry was this. And we sail westward on our journey today. Isn't that a fantastic analogy of the battling church, the fighting church in the world today? Think about it. I think it is. Something possessed Christopher Columbus. It was a vision of what could be. It was a sense of purpose. But whatever it was, it drove him on and on and on in the face of adversity, boredom, difficulties, disappointments, trials, even fighting among his own crew. And at the end of each day, he summed up his journey by saying this, on this day, we sailed on. Now here at Point in Christian Fellowship, we are also on a journey north. And in a sense, we are also in a 21st century boat, a lifeboat, maybe a hospital ship, maybe a warship. And I know from his history over the last few years that it hasn't always been an easy journey, but we've sailed on. Here at PCF, I'm sure that we have suffered setbacks, but we've sailed on. We took on some water today. We got a little off course, but we sailed on. Some days we didn't get to where we wanted to go, but we've sailed on. We chased after land that wasn't there, but we've sailed on. So at the end of the day, we here at PCF can all say, hand on heart, on this day, we sailed on. And the burning question this morning is this. How can we impart, how can we impact that attitude into our own lives today on a personal level? Well, we can achieve that by persevering. Persevering through the trials of life. Did you know the word trial in the New Testament is the same word used for both temptation and testing? So all these three words, trial, temptation, testing, overlap, complement, and help define each other. And as Christian disciples, we are probably going to have a few trials, a few temptations, a few tests on our journey. So at times we can expect difficulties and hard times. We might face failures in life. We might be discouraged. We might even face times of pain, suffering, sorrow, sickness and stress. But I'm, and I'm sure there will always be days when it seems to fulfill Murphy's law. If something can go wrong, it will. But troubles, trials and hardships are all just a part of life. In church, we hear a lot about the perseverance of the saints. But this morning, I think we should all make the perseverance of our Saviour the key word. 
Practicing Revelation 12:11 is also key to persevering in times of trial. They overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. Perseverance, friends, is overcoming through Jesus. We overcame by the power of his shed blood. The word overcome in Revelation 12, 11 is the root word from Nike. Yes, the name of the sports shoe company that we know all about. Nike in Greek means victory. And the verb forms means to be victorious, to prevail, to be victorious over. Perseverance means that through Jesus, through his spirit, living as us and in empowering us, we are victorious. Friends, victorious over the world, victorious over evil, victorious over the adversaries to his kingdom, victorious over all of our trials, tests and temptations. Perseverance, friends, is standing on the promise of Romans chapter 8, verse 37. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. And when we fully rely on him, we conquer, we overcome, we persevere. Think about Peter. As long as he kept his eyes fixed on Jesus, he walked on water. But for a split second, however, he gazed upon the storm and he began to sink. And friends, the same is true of us. The moment we become fixated on our troubles, our trials, our problems and our storms, we will also begin to sink. But with, with our eyes fixed on Jesus, focused on Jesus, we persevere, we overcome we get through. So friends, this morning, all of us here on this special journey, let us sail on in our lives. I know it isn't easy. It's never easy, but we must sail on. In the book of Genesis, we read about the wonderful story of Joseph. Remember it? He was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was unjustly accused by his master's wife and then thrown into jail. He was betrayed by one of his fellow inmates. And finally, though, through a, through a series of unlikely events, he ends up being the ruler of all of Egypt. It's a fantastic story. Read it if you get chance. But in chapter 45, in our story, Joseph has a mission for his brothers. These are the brothers that he's just met again after so many years. And he equips his brothers with gifts, with changes of clothing and wagons loaded with food so that they can go back to Canaan and get his father and all the family and bring them back from Canaan to the land of Goshen. He wants to unite his family again. And what I find interesting in this story this morning is this, is that when Joseph was given his brothers instructions for the journey, he did not feel worried for them. 
He did not feel worried on this dangerous journey. He did not feel he had to say him to be, to be careful with the riches. Be careful not to get your clothes lost. Be careful not to lose your food. The only thing he says to them is in verse 24. See that you do not become troubled along the way. Now, I looked in another version of the Bible, and this is one I really like. It says this, be sure that you fall not out by the way. And let's be honest, the gifts, the clothing, the food and the wagons would have been useless if his brothers had got sidetracked on their journey and never made it to Canaan. The most important part of his mission was for Joseph's brothers to get to where they were supposed to go without getting sidetracked. I'm sure they probably encountered sandstorms, but they pressed on. I'm sure they probably encountered resistance along the way, but they pressed on. I'm sure that they probably got tired along the way, but they pressed on. And I'm sure they probably fought, as brothers do fight, along the way, but they pressed on. Somehow they made it back to their father's house. And the Bible tells us in verses 27 and 28 of chapter 45. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. And Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. It was the proof of Joseph's existence, the gifts, the changes of clothing, the wagons that revived the weary Jacob and brought him to Egypt and into a palace and into a life of, 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 of royalty. But those gifts and those wagons were transported by ordinary people who were just determined. And friends, this morning... We must not get sidetracked on our spiritual journey. No matter what happens, I will not fall out by the way. No matter what comes against me, I will sail on. And what God is looking for more than anything else in us is commitment and perseverance. The instruction to the church of 2020 is the same instruction that Joseph gave his brothers in our text this morning. And Jesus is saying to us, I have given you gifts. I have given you changes of clothing. I have given you food and wagons to take back to a world that doesn't even believe I'm alive. And my only instruction to you is this. See that you will not fall out by the way. You will encounter persecution, but sail on. You will encounter problems, but sail on. Some days will be boring, sail on. Some days will be perilous, sail on. See that you not fall out by the way. Matthew 10, 22 again. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Have you ever entered your name in a prize drawer? And read on the instructions, you must be present to win. That is also the main stipulation to receiving a crown of life that God has promised us. We must be present to win. The Apostle Paul, he went to the end of his life, not with a spotless record, 
Not with a testimony of a man who never made a mistake, but his grateful refrain is written in 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only me, but also all who have loved his appearing. The Apostle Paul is telling us this morning, I have made my mistakes, but I sailed on. I have been beaten, battered, stoned, chased out of villages, but I sailed on. I have been persecuted, arrested, jailed, but I sailed on. I have been shipwrecked three times, but I sailed on. The time of my departure is at hand, and my testimony is this, I did not fall out by the way. Demas has forsaken me, the love of the present world, but I have sailed on. The temptation many times was to give up, but I finished the course, and I did not fall out by the way. I sailed on. Job 17 verse 9 says, Yet the righteous will hold to his way, and he who has clean hands will be stronger and stronger. This morning, God is looking for righteous people who will just hold their way. You see, our strength is gained by just holding our way. Our strength is gained by just sailing on. This morning, God is looking for people who will sail through perilous times. 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Many will turn away and proceed no further. This morning, God is looking for people who will sail on through tribulation. John 16, 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you have peace, but in the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Some days, friends, the only entry in our spiritual diary will be, and on this day, we sailed on. We didn't see any firefall from the sky. We didn't see angels dancing on the duvets. We didn't discover any new land. We didn't hear the shouts of praise from the onlookers. No, but we sailed on. The successful life prescribed by Jesus, it requires perseverance. It requires faithfulness until death. It requires a hand on the plow and not looking back. It requires steadfast perseverance, racing hard for the tape, fighting the good fight of faith. The devil loves it when we relax our efforts. He has a good day if we become a bit discouraged. Friends, there will always be temptations to overcome. There will always be disappointments to handle. Personal sins that beset us and burdens that depress us. And friends, there will always be Satan standing, whispering in our ears. But wait, Christ is here. Consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3 tells us. 
finishing. Uh, someone asked gentleman Jim Corbett, the world boxing champion, 120 years ago. Someone asked him what was the most important thing a man must do to become a champion. Do you know what he said? He said, fight one more round. The Duke of Wellington said that the British soldiers at the Battle of Waterloo were not any braver than the Napoleon soldiers, but they were braver for five minutes longer. And that's about it for the Christian. The secret for success, the secret for persevering is this. Fight just one more round. Be brave for five minutes longer. And on this day, sail on. And let me tell you what we need to do this morning. We just need to sail on one more day. I know that things will come against us, but this day we will sail on. I know that things were less than perfect in our lives at times, but on this day, sail on. I know that temptation is to give up and to turn back, but on this day, sail on. Friends, Trials, tests and temptations are just all a part of life. And it won't be and we won't be without them for long. But if we keep our eyes fixed and focused on Jesus, we will overcome. Let us together, along with the leadership of Point and Christian Fellowship, go on this journey north. But make it a special journey, a memorable journey. And more importantly, let's not fall out by the way. And, more, and this morning, let us all, friends, let us all sail on.